0: but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hello, America, and welcome to The Common Sense Show. My name is Dave Hodges. I'm the host. We're the show, Freeing America One and Slave Mind at a Time. It's really, really good to be with you. Thank you so much. And we have a really interesting show for you today. We're going to go off the beaten path a little bit in terms of what we're doing, but we're going to have an expert in a field for what we're going to be talking about, and I'm speaking specifically about uh, my friend Timothy Alberino. We've shared conference stages together in a couple different locations. He's a great researcher, and he's written a terrific book called Birthright, really well documented, and we're going to be talking about the story that's floating around the mainstream media about ETs in Peru. Is it true? Are they really attacking villagers? What's behind it? Is this a false flag, a deception? But we're also going to talk about the war going on inside the government right now. One part of the government seemingly wants to disclose the facts about UFOs, and they're claiming that we have crashed ships and ETs and all the whole thing. And then the other is saying no truth to this whatsoever. And we're going to take that apart because regardless of where this issue falls, This is a really critical issue to the human race. So you're going to want to stay tuned and listen to what Tim has to say, and it'll be a fascinating conversation. And we'll probably get a little bit into my dad's history, too, so you'll get some insight into the Hodges family as well. Hey, we are brought to you by Noble Gold, and I just want to say this um, about Noble Gold. They're the best at what they do. And what they do is protect your assets from the clutches of the banks. The Dodd-Frank law of 2010 says they can take your money anytime they want. You've been declared to be an unsecured creditor. Now, you're saying, Dave, that's illegal, unconstitutional. Yeah, but they made it legal, even if it's unconstitutional. So your money is not safe in the bank for a lot of reasons. Now, you have to leave operating capital in there. I agree with that. But they want to get you to have your take your retirement out and then back it with gold, which has held its value for six thousand years. It's really the way to go. They can also do similar protections for your bank account. Don't end up at the nineteen twenty nine moment where you lose everything like my mom's side of the family did. Do not want to go there. We can help you. We want to send you a free information packet. Go to DaveHodgesGold.com That's DaveHodgesGold.com Or you can simply call Noble Gold at 877-646-5347 877-646-5347 Tell them Dave Hodges sent you Additionally, Additionally, I have to make this disclaimer All investments carry a risk and there are no guarantees And that's from the FTC it's too bad they didn't apply that to Sam Bankman-Fried. But anyway, we do apply it here, and we agree with the warning. I'll say this, too, as a matter of uh, testimony. I've been advertising for Noble Gold for six years. They have had one complaint given to me in the whole time, and we straightened it out immediately. These guys are great. They don't make mistakes. They're not pushy. And additionally, ladies and gentlemen, I've been a customer of Noble Gold for five years. That's about as good a testimony as I can give you. So 877-646-5347 or DaveHodgesGold.com, and I'll rush you out that information packet, which has the Noble Gold number on it. Uh, I want to say a couple of words here before we join Tim about what's happened in Maui. It's a horrible disaster. I'm covering it extensively on YouTube, on our website at thecommonsenseshow.com. We've covered some on our TV, and we're going to cover it here some too as well. Uh, I want to leave you with this thought. It clearly is a conspiracy. Uh, We're still figuring out what's going on, but there are too many anomalies not for it to be a conspiracy. But I'm not going down that road right here. What I want to do is to leave you with this. Pray for the people of Maui, we possibly have hundreds of children who are dead, who stayed home from school, but school school was canceled. Pray for the families. Pray that they get the needed resources they're getting that the federal government is blocking. Yes, you heard me correctly. Pray for these people. They need our help. They're our fellow Americans. They're children of God, and we need to stand with them. Thanks for joining us. Stay tuned for Tim Alberino. This is an interview that you're not going to want to miss and then i'm going to ask you to share these interviews far and wide. Thank you so much for your help. Yeah, we're here on the Common Sense show with our friend Timothy Alberino and uh of all the people i know and there's a few out there i really respect, uh LA Marzulli and Timothy Alberino are right at the top of the list and uh i've been to conferences that Tim has sponsored and uh he has more knowledge on the ufo et phenomena than just about anybody i know and i know other people think the same thing of him um across the board in all spectrums of life and so there's a lot of stories out there right now about et attacks in in peru and i don't know what the genesis of this was i don't think all these people are making this stuff up i think that there are phenomena out there that are literally scaring the hell out of people and so we've asked him to come on and and put uh these uh reports into some kind of perspective, we can understand. Uh Tim's very logical down to earth, and he's only going to espouse what he feels he can reasonably prove. And he's shown that time and time again in both conferences I've been with him at, and also, too, what he's done here on our show in the past, particularly on the Doug and Dave Intel report. Tim, welcome to the show. And it just seems like the UFO scenario is reaching a crescendo. But I'm going to start off being a naysayer with a qualifier. And I'd like to get your reaction to this right off the top because my audience won't forgive me if this isn't my starting point because this is what I've done shows on. Um The intelligence releases we're getting, particularly from Stephen Greer, and I'm not taking a swipe at Stephen Greer. It, it could be John Doe who's running this, and I'd be saying the same thing. Um, These are orchestrated releases. Um There's some kind of uh, intent behind them, and they have intelligence community approval, or these people would be in prison. And uh, I grew up in an intelligence household. I deal with intelligence people in my work now, and this is not the way information gets released if it's supposed to be classified and kept from the public. Uh, you want to react to that before we jump in?
1: I cannot speak to the motives behind what's being released The in the intel coming from Grush and from the other whistleblowers, I have no idea what their intentions are. I don't know if they have there are people in the background who are orchestrating this release for some sort of psyop. I I can't really speak to any of that. But what I can address is what has been said, what has been claimed. Obviously, Commander Fravor and and the other gentleman, I think his name is Graves. Uh, The pilots, that's very straightforward. There are hundreds of pilots who could have the same testimony regarding encountering UFOs during their test flights. But, but Tim, those are the
0: most credible reports because they're done by professionals. And I've been at conferences that Fravor has spoken at. And my sense of him is he's telling the truth as he understands
1: it. Yeah, that's right. And, And in regard to Grush, he's coming from the intelligence community, Air Force intelligence and uh, the things that he is saying are, let's say this: the the revelations that have come forth from Grush conform to what ufologists have known for decades. Nothing he said throws a red flag to me. I believe everything he said is true. Now, was he actually shown the documentation? He says that he gave it to to uh, the inspector general the intelligence community, um, and to Congress. And, of course, Congress wants to get him in a skiff, which is very important. They're still trying to do that, by the way. Um, And they're not sure if they're going to be able to do that, but they're pushing to get him in a skiff. But what the man is saying, as I said, conforms to what ufologists have known. So there's nothing that raises a flag for me. We have been recovering. We have been recovering, crashed, Alien advanced aerospace vehicles for decades and the bodies and have been reverse engineering uh, for the same amount of time attempting to reverse engineer the technology for decades. So um, that's really the, as far as my commentary can go. I, I cannot know whether or not there's some kind of a psyop behind the, the scenes being orchestrated by the intelligence community. I tend to think that that is not the case. And the reason why I think that is not the case is because it's very apparent that there's a dueling narrative there isn't one narrative there's at least two narratives and there are it's fa- it's very very much factional there seems to be a conflict raging behind the scenes between the secrecy group and the and the group that wants some level of disclosure of the alien presence and so it's it It is not just one controlled narrative, and also you know there's been members of the intelligence community, General Milley, for example, members from the intelligence community, members from the military, General Milley being the most prominent, um, the Joint Chief chief of Staff, uh, probably the most uh, powerful uh, military person in the U.S. government, at least one of them, in terms of influence, came out and said that he – He, he basically said that he denies the allegations that were made by Grush, that he has no evidence whatsoever that the, that, that we've recovered alien craft and that we're reverse engineering it and certainly that we've recovered alien bodies. So NASA has come out and said that we, they have no evidence of, of non-human intelligence related to UAPs. Um, the, uh, arrow, the, the government's, the pentagon's investigative body uh in regard to uaps has come out and said no we have no evidence that we've of uh, crash retrievals or alien bodies so so the the official narrative coming from the government coming from all the different branches of government is is unified in rejecting grush's claims And so that's the official narrative right there. There's your official narrative. So there's at least two narratives going on. Can you state that again,
0: just just for the record, the official narrative uh, from what source? And state that again, please.
1: The official narrative coming from NASA, coming from the military, coming from the intelligence community, coming from um, uh, various other individuals, um, media personalities and, and other people, is that... Is a rejection of Grush's claim, yeah, yeah of his of claims that we've, reco- we've recovered uh, alien craft bodies and and that there are reverse engineering programs. It's a rejection of those claims. There's your official narrative. Everyone says, "Well, I used to believe in aliens until the governments are real." You know, that's a that's a that's a a common meme right now. But it's not true. The government isn't telling you that they're that that the government is not affirming grush's testimony they're denying it vociferously denying grush's allegations now the government has made a tacit admission to the existence of ufo's and and, and the alien presence we've talked about that but it's a tacit admission it's an admission it's an admission that they've had to make make in order to maintain control over the narrative but as it pertains to this these particular revelations coming especially from grush it has been a unequivocal denial and so there's the narrative it's it's yeah. the, the government isn't pushing this, the intelligence community isn't pushing this, the military isn't pushing this, they're denying it
0: I have, so there's I at feel, least a
1: factional you know, war going on
0: I have my philosophical approach but stepping aside from my own bias I'm going to say this and, and trying to remain as objective as possible when you say General Milley I say no credibility, I don't care what that man says there's a high probability the man is lying to you. He lies about everything else. He's not a patriot to this country. I could go on and on about Millie. Um, the NASA people, I I don't know how much I ever told you about this. I told Doug quite a bit, Doug Thornton, about this a lot. I, because of what I knew from some of my father's work and related people, I used to get invited to these confidential conferences in New Mexico And we had astronauts there, and and I'm not going to go through the names here on the air. I'll tell you privately, and you'll go, whoa. Um, We all had to sign NDAs, and uh, I can tell you this. Here's how they referred to NASA. Never a straight answer. I heard that all the time in the 90s to the early 2000s. Uh, NASA has zero credibility uh, when it comes to this. And I'll tell you, then we'll go back to my father. He was working on reverse engineering and advanced physics from the Nazi scientists on a theoretical basis. And then from theory, you go to lab and then you go to testing. And, uh, he asked the, um, he asked the Germans, uh, he said, where did you get this? And he asked them this individually. And, and, uh, they were not permitted to have contact with each other across the board, just so that we knew we were getting straight answers. I mean, the security was highly compartmentalized. And they all told him the same answer. Oh, we got it from aliens. Did you ever meet them? No, we didn't meet them. Our uh, commanders did. And he said, uh, what else were you guys into? Ouija boards, the occult. My father was convinced that they were satanic in origin. That was my starting point. I wanted to say this, Tim, because that'll frame kind of how I respond to this. Because mm-hmm. this is what I heard the last two years of my dad's life. Now, back to what you were saying here about the two different narratives. I agree. Uh, it's very possible MJ12 is true. And I think the descendants and controllers that information. with dave.com that's water with dave.com save $80 for a short time nation would be fighting Mm -hmm. this disclosure tooth and nail yes uh and i think that probably is the basis for these uh disagreements that we're seeing because reputations and credibility is on the line within the intelligence community i agree what do you you agree with that okay
1: i agree and and what and when i when i reference millie when i reference nasa I'm not saying that all these guys are trustworthy sources and they're telling the truth. I'm just, I'm just trying to demonstrate that what they're saying is the approved, the authorized narrative. Yeah, I agree. And so, and then people are confused with this because people are under the impression that the government is, is, is admitting that we've retrieved these craft and bodies. That's not true. The government is vociferously denying it. And when I say the government, of course, I'm talking about... All, all branches basically uh, of the government that are relevant to this question are denying it. Right. And, and that's a very important thing to keep in mind. It's, it's like, you know, the COVID narrative, all the people who are pushing the COVID narrative. I mean, we knew who they were. Um, and we knew it was a lie. And so this is the same kind of thing. All, so what is the narrative being pushed by the liars? The narrative being pushed by the people who we know are liars, just like you said, General Milley, is that Grush's testimony is false. And so our reaction should be, therefore, Gresh's testimony is true. And I mean, that would, that seems to be the, I, the logical I, I, I conclusion agree. for those of us who distrust the government. Well, that's believe the opposite of what they're saying. And, and, but yet people are not, you know, you look at social media, look, you look at comments on YouTube. People are, are, are doing the opposite. They actually are, they're not doing this intentionally, but what they don't understand is they're actually agreeing with. The official narrative coming from Millie, coming from NASA, coming from uh, Kirkpatrick, from AARO. Nothing to see here. There's nothing going on. Grush is making this up. We have no evidence of this. And so everybody who thinks, everybody who's saying PSYOP is actually agreeing with those people rather than agreeing with Grush who's saying, no, this is what I've seen. This, There's a huge cover up here. We have the bodies. We have the craft. I agree with Grush. Now, yeah. you can you can play the game of you know 3D chess, and it's because they're setting this up. And then, I don't know anything about that. I'm just saying that I agree with Grush, and I think that Millie and NASA and Kirkpatrick are the liars. Okay,
0: um, I'll I'll give you a third way to look at this, and I'm not saying this is right, but it's something I would consider if I was an investigative official. This is one of the things I would I would follow. I could be hearing good cop, bad cop. And, and, and let me just share two with you. My father said this. This is 1985. And he said, I started working in this in 1958 and did so until 1967. And he said, not one thing, an advanced concept that we know is valid on the drawing board ever ended up in NASA. He said, but I know damn good and well it's in the advanced space program that's secret. Right. And this That's is right, what this became. Space program. This is what became the space force, and he told me that in '85. He says, "Not one thing has gone to NASA," and he told me, "He says, I don't believe a damn thing NASA
1: ever says." Because NASA, as you know, well known, as I've often said, is a dog and pony show. It is Let's absolutely. It. NASA was created to be a disinfo body
0: to pretend to be the only space program.
1: Yes, so that a secret space program could operate in the background.
0: Well, there's actually two of them. Um, or however many there are. Yeah, but
1: yeah. The fact is we've been running missions. People say, how come we never went back to the moon? Well, because you're looking at NASA. NASA, <laughs> once, once we discovered what was on the moon, NASA, that became the exclusive purview of the military at that point. They're not going to let anybody else on the moon. They're going to take con- complete control of that situation. That's like saying, you know, if a, if a UFO crashes and NASA's the first on the site, on site, you think that the government is going to let NASA recover that craft and and do the investigation, of course not, they'll be pushed right out of the way and uh and these you know these secret access programs and these and these certain generals who have the clearance and the and the aerospace contractors come in and they handle the thing behind the scenes. NASA is a freaking joke,
0: yeah, I uh, thank you for saying that that's exactly right, never a straight answer. Is how they're referred to, but you brought up something that I can say without violating NDA. Two astronauts have said what was on the moon, and they said it publicly as well as when they first said it in our meetings before it went public. But this has now been in the media, so I can say it. Edgar Mitchell, okay, yep, and uh, Ken Johnson. They all mm-hmm. both said this. Both said the same thing. We found things on the moon that we were told we could never talk about.
1: Yes, and I and I and I. There's a there's a prominent. Um, Bible scholar who we all know, uh, who I have a high degree of respect for, who has told me privately that he, his cousin worked on the lunar module, the landing craft, uh, the landing mechanism. And he worked closely with the astronauts. Yeah. And when they got back from the expedition to the moon, from their mission to the moon, he said that they were in shock Because of what they found on the moon. First of all, they realized as soon as they got there, we weren't the first to be there. They found he, he, uh, this individual told me that his cousin told him that they found wreckage, ancient wreckage on the moon. And, uh, and secondly, that they were being observed the whole time. There were saucers. There were other entities there watching them. And when they got back, you know, they thought this is the biggest story in the history of mankind we're not alone now we know for sure we have evidence of ancient craft on the moon that that that's in ruins there's there are other beings on the moon this is the biggest story we we didn't just land on the moon we discovered extraterrestrial life right so they were getting they coming back this is what they wanted to say this is what they wanted to go public with and instead they were not allowed to say anything at all About these extraordinary discoveries. That's why they. And that's why they, them. And That's why they were crestfallen. By the way, at yeah, that, yeah. at that, at that conference is because they're sitting on the most important thing in the that's ever been discovered, and they made the discovery, and they're not allowed to tell the public.
0: Yeah, I will tell you this though. Both of the astronauts that I talked to uh, on this, or I should say, presented, that I'd have sidebar conversations with. Uh, one of the things I wanted to know is what they thought the purpose was and they were both very clear they just said you hold information back for a reason and they talked about the brookings report that says if we ever find stuff out there uh that contradicts the known narrative we have to hide it from the people because society will fall apart yes. there was a 1959 brookings report which was used as the guiding document for the creation of nasa that's and right that was one thing they pointed to the other thing that they said was that's one paradigm. Society will fall apart. Religions will go into oblivion. People will be in chaos and will riot in the streets. The other thing that they said is there's an agenda. And they echoed, they both echoed uh, what my father told me about Project Bluebeam, which is the creation of a fake alien threat. I'm not saying what they didn't find wasn't real. But what I'm saying is you could take that information and you could twist it and turn it into a threat and maybe make people believe there's a fake alien invasion going on using technology, and then yeah. you force world government out of that event.
1: That you was do something that,
0: and, that and- both astronauts told me, as well as Richard Hoagland. He told
1: me the yes. same thing. Yes, and that's, and that's, that's always a possibility, except we have a problem, which we've talked about in your show before. The problem yep. is there is an alien threat. That's the problem. Yes. So because the alien threat actually exists and they cannot, and the powers that be, let's say even Majestic 12 cannot control the phenomenon. It's beyond their control. And when you can't control the phenomenon, it's very difficult to fake an alien invasion when you've got a real and then let's not call it an invasion necessarily. It's not a UFO invasion. It's very clandestine and it has to do with the abduction uh, phenomenon. And so there, there already is, a, let's, let's say an intrusion that involves millions of people around the world. There, these entities are using the wombs of our females to incubate their hybrid offspring. They're already doing that and have been doing that. Since the 40s, at least, if not going all the way back to the turn of the century, the 20th century. So um, it's real; it's already there. And this, by the way, the Grays were doing this, and I'm and I'm actually quite positive they were doing this at least since the turn of the century, 20th century. So this this way this is way before Werner von Braun said the government's going to you know the last card the government's going to play is an alien invasion. Well, that's nice except for when he said those words the abductions had been happening for decades already
0: yes, that's true so Absolutely.
1: so the thing is he was behind the the curve there i mean um the 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 intrusion was already taking place and that's my problem with the alien invasion theory now could they stage it could they hoax it uh anything's possible but they can't control the actual alien activity they can take their um they can take their hybridized craft that's devised of alien technology and conventional technology conventional components and combine together like the TR3B and the TR4B and the in the different kind of craft that we've derived from alien technology and they can fly that around and pretend there's some kind of an invasion of course they can do that but they'll never be able to control the actual the actual phenomenon as it pertains at least to certain factions, let's say. Now, that's not to say that the government isn't in some way in league with the Greys. That's always a possibility. And the best ufologists in the field believe that that is true. By the way, Dave, the best, the most level-headed guys, the guys are the most skeptical, the best researchers in the field have come to the conclusion that elements of the U.S. government, and this would really be a, a body beyond the uh, beyond any any government, this would be like a NJ 12 type thing, are actually in league with non-human entities. So, the, and it's very, very, very complex because if we've been reverse engineering technology, which we have been, uh, alien technology, and recovering bodies, bodies since at least the 40s, then we are, we are. How many years into this thing already? Oh, I know. I hear you. We're sixty disagree. years into this yeah. thing. Sixty years, at least, into this thing. Um, that's a long time for something complex to have developed behind the scenes in terms of, in terms of technology, and in terms of uh, alliances, and in terms of you know different agreements with different factions of Absolutely. who knows what yeah, to exactly. have unfolded over
0: sixty years. Well, also to occupy the intelligence space it has. Uh, yep. let, let me just relate real quickly here just for the, uh, the the audience that's tuning in here, and I think they need to know this. I just – Doug and I just interviewed Vance Davis. Vance has been a friend of mine for almost 32 years, and he was part of what they called the Gulf Breeze 6 which is totally misrepresented on the Internet. But they were uh, in the NSA and also in the military and assigned to NATO in Germany, and they were ordered – to do Ouija board type of summonings of aliens and so forth. And they got so freaked out. And what, you know, what they're doing there is they were trying to imitate what the Nazis had done to get their information. Okay. So they were trying to Nazis got their physics from, from Ouija boards and people, they were into the occult. That's a fact from the real society, from the real maidens. They were trying to get Vance And then a lady also not his wife at the time, but now his wife and then four other people to do this. And they, said we're not doing this 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 is robbing us of our humanity our souls and they they escaped to america where they're all caught put in solitary confinement this is what you won't read on the internet but uh, like i said i've known vance for 32 years i know the story inside now and, and they confined them uh solitary confinement they talked about murdering them and they discussed this with them so we can murder you we can put you on trial and Vance uh, basically told him, put us on trial. The discovery will be interesting because we're going down the path of the Nazis and we're not doing it. And they just released them. H.W. Bush just let them go wow. because they did. They washed their hands of the controversy. This is a story I know inside and out. I know two of the members. I know one of them really well. And, and I, I you know, here's this. I'm telling you this uh, because it leads up to this. And this is something we've discussed before on the show, but we have a growing audience, so I would ask you in this way. Which is true? Aliens that are derived from a plot, from uh, uh, non-human entities uh, like the fallen angels, Genesis 6, designed to be the great deception that Revelation talks about in the Bible, um, and would fall into the paradigm of Project Bluebeam, or truly aliens? When you look at this, Tim, what's your best guess?
1: Well, of course, there's a third option. It could be a mix of both. But okay, um, I would say, in fact, I would say that it's probably a mix of both. Although, when you talk about Nephilim, I don't think we we don't need to associate any of this phenomenon with Nephilim because that was something very specific that happened on the Earth. Nephilim are Earthborn. The Egregori, the these entities are specifically were specifically um, generated through one particular event which happened at the dawn of mankind in the days of Jared. And we all know the story. The Watchers copulated with human women who conceived and gave birth to giants. Those giants were then called Nephilim. And uh, when they perished in a great war, actually, before the flood, and then the flood terminated whatever, whatever survived
0: the common sense show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for my pillow for example they've got half off my pillow bed sheets more than half off their slippers their sandals their mattresses their topper covers women's lingerie uh, they have extremely extremely great products as you all know ladies and gentlemen right now go to mypillow.com backslash hodges use the coupon code hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities mypillow.com backslash hodges coupon code
1: hodges there were after the conflict um, they were cursed their their spirits were cursed to to wander bodiless uh, like bodiless vagabonds on the earth having all of the desires of the flesh, hunger, thirst, sexual urges, but no flesh with which to fulfill those, satisfy those desires. And so they seek to inhabit human flesh more. They can, apparently they can inhabit any, any flesh, but they seek to inhabit human flesh specifically. And so that's a very particular thing. I don't have, I don't see any reason to associate the uh, UFOs and, and the, let's say, and these non-human entities associated with them with Nephilim. So we can set that aside. Now, is it possible that there are some, can you make an association? Yeah, I mean, there's some stretches that people make, but in my opinion, they're illogical. Um, But when you talk about quote-unquote fallen angels, now you're talking about a faction that I identify as an extraterrestrial faction that predates mankind and that hails from a civilization. So you're talking about a... A pre-Adamic advanced civilization, certainly, certainly in possession of advanced aerospace vehicles and other technologies that are that are probably thousands of years in advance uh, to anything in advance to anything we have. Um, and so, is that group involved? Well, my answer to that would be yes. Those would be those would be legitimate extraterrestrials. As people know, I always say. That the Bible, the biblical narrative, presumes the existence of extraterrestrials. These are the entities we call angels. I call them the elder race because angel is very nondescript. Angel is is an occupational descriptor. It doesn't give us any insight into the nature or kind of these beings, into the species itself. But it is clear that this species is exceedingly ancient and exceedingly advanced and, t- and technologically speaking, and among this faction, the elder race, this angelic faction, you have the good guys and the bad guys, so to speak. you have the 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 those who are faithful to the kingdom of heaven and those who have defected mm-hmm. and those who have defected are here mm-hmm. they're they're here
0: and okay, let, can I interject this real quick sure. in advance's story It so collaborates what you're saying. In their indoctrination prior to their work, these six individuals were told, and loosely, good guys and bad guys fought out in the cosmos, the bad guys uh lost, they got cast down to earth. This is very biblical if you apply it to Genesis 6. And then they went on to say they want to take the human soul as a rebellion, but they can't do it, so they have to morph the human being. And Vance wrote a book about this called Unbroken Promises. I think he published around 1990. And in that book, he maintains that there are two sets of DNA on the planet today, the survivors of the race where they interbred and they had offspring. Um And so I don't know if that fits with your paradigm, but I'll tell you what does fit is the fact that uh there was an agenda to to change human beings. And we see that agenda today in transhumanism. Yes
1: that's the premise of my book birthright by the way yeah, so, yeah that's
0: why I was going to that point yes yeah, exactly
1: yeah so I obviously agree with that um, now th- there are there's there's two things we're talking about here we're talking about the advent of the watchers in which they descended to the earth in the days of Jared um, so we're talking about we're talking about a an event that happened in the dawn of mankind but then I'm also referencing the beings that pre-existed mankind and the ones that descended to the earth to mingle their seed with the human species they are representative of this race that pre-existed mankind so i think that you know when you talk about a, a a this galactic conflict i believe that happened before adam and eve were created on planet earth before the renewing of the earth um and so there's there's a whole untold history that we know nothing about that occurred in the millennia before we were even around to witness it or to know about it. So yes, absolutely. So if that's true, let's just assume that that's true because I believe it is true, and I believe that the and I believe that, as I said, that the that the biblical narrative presumes the existence of extraterrestrials and this advanced race, uh, this advanced civilization. Then, then that we know nothing about. Then anything. Then anything's possible. Anything's possible in regard to other races. In regard to. Uh, other parts of the, of the cosmos being inhabited. Now people want to talk about extra dimensional realms. No, it's not. No, it's not. Uh, it's not about other planets. It's about, it's about other dimensions. But as we've talked about before on your program, fine. Okay. I've never seen another dimension, but I can take a telescope and aim it at Mars and see mars and so why do people axiomatically accept the notion that there's life in other dimensions but reject out of hand the notions that there could be life on other planets does <laughs> that, is that make any different. sense yeah. to you no. it is totally illogical it is it is it is an illogical position to hold that that we can access other dimensions that there's life in other dimensions but not on other planets when we ourselves live on a planet it doesn't make any okay, so I'm willing to accept the extra-dimensional hypothesis, but why aren't people willing to accept the extraplanetary <laughs> hypothesis, the extraterrestrial hypothesis? You should embrace them both. I mean, if you really want to have as broad a perspective and paradigm as possible, then embrace them both and see where the chips fall, right? Well to if you believe, if you believe one, you should believe the other. I would agree with that. Exactly, you yeah. see a portal open up in the sky, and you see another atmosphere on the other side of the portal, and you see you see saucers come zipping through it. When you are looking at the other atmosphere on that on the other side of that portal, could it be Narnia? Could it be another dimension? Of course, but it, but it could just as easily be another planet. Just as easily, in fact, more plausibly, it could be another planet because we know the planets exist, and we are not one hundred percent sure that extra dimensional worlds exist. So, and I, again, I'm not denying no, you, I, I, listen. the extra-dimensional hypothesis. Yeah, I
0: agree with you entirely. One presumes the other. I think there's no question. I want yes. to ask you another question, and I want to get your reaction to the Peruvian story. Um, it was Richard Hoagland's contention, and I first heard him talk about this in Art Bell, and then later I got to speak with him about it. Uh, he thinks it's entirely possible, and he postulates this as more of a theory, that uh, our predecessors left here a long time ago went out there and now they're coming back and that's what we're seeing have you considered that
1: uh, richard dolan actually brought this up in our in a recent conversation i had with him and that that's very interesting i find that to be very intriguing uh i don't i don't know um it's difficult it's it's difficult to in my mind okay from my theological perspective it's difficult to dif- differentiate between the human species and the angelic species, let's call them the angelic race, the elder race, because we look the same or almost identical. And and that's uh, that's very clear in within the biblical narrative. And people can say all day long, well, angels just turn them. They just take on the form of human beings, blah, 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 blah. Well, you have to prove that that's the case, because within the narrative, it's very clear that they just look like us. And I don't assign metamorphical powers, uh, genie like powers to anyone. Uh, I don't, because once you're dealing with a being that can just turn into anything he wants, then you're dealing with a genie and all bets are off at that point. So uh, it's very difficult to determine if the human-like entities that we're encountering that are not us are the elder race, i.e. angels, good and bad, are hybrids, human-alien hybrids, because they also look like us, or are they this, this this new well, i wouldn 't call it a new theory, but this other intriguing theory are they human beings that a long time ago were taken off of planet Earth and developed in some other place and are now returning with advanced technology? I think those are all all three of those are are possibilities in my mind now i don't i don 't have any um, let's say i don't have any Proof, biblical or otherwise, that, that, that the theory that human beings are, who've developed, let's say, on a different planet, taken off of the earth, removed from the earth, developed this civilization and technology with the help of extraterrestrials on another planet, that they're visiting us now in advanced aerospace vehicles. I don't have any proof. I just think it's intriguing. But there is, as I said, obviously, there's a lot of, of I would say, evidence in the biblical narrative for the for the elder race being in, in possession of this technology. And then there's a lot of evidence in the uh, abduction material to demonstrate that there are hybrids walking among us. So those two hypotheses, at least I can point to some data. But, but the other one, though intriguing, uh, I don't have any data. I don't have yeah. anything to point to that would substantiate it. But <laughs> it's certainly possible.
0: I found the Travis Walton case to be very interesting, and it's not alone in what he said. He's taken in front of witnesses, abducted, when they were on a logging crew in Arizona, in the White Mountains of Arizona. He reappears five days later, and the story he tells is he had dealt with what he perceived to be aliens and Air Force officers. What do you think about that?
1: Well, that conforms to a lot of... uh Abduction episodes mm-hmm. in which in which you have um, you have people being abducted by greys, And then once they're returned, they're subsequently abducted by the military. And there are some cases in which people have reported within the within the same abduction episode, let's say. Grays and humans, apparent humans working in the same environment. So you have that. But you certainly have the MyLab situation where abductees, after being subjected to the horrors of an alien abduction, are sub, are then subjected to the even worse, in some cases, experience of a military abduction. And usually it's an Air Force base. So it, it's, it seems to be primarily the Air Force that is, is, interrogating abductees or was at least, I don't know if this is still the MO, but they used to interrogate some of these abductees aggressively and try and extract the implants and try and put their own implants in to track these people and, and, and even, you know, uh, harass their family and threaten them and uh, do horrific things. And, and for people who are, who would like to, to, to dive into that, uh, Dr. Carla Turner, the late Dr. Carla Turner, wrote extensively about that, and her husband uh, experienced some of those my labs and, 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 and details them with great specificity in her work. I um, wanted to ask you, too, about your reaction
0: to what's gone on in Peru, the stuff that made the news about villagers being attacked by seven-foot aliens. Uh, how did you see that?
1: Well, I think it's comical. It's it's one of the most absurd cover ups I've ever I've ever witnessed in my life regarding an an alleged uh, uh, extraterrestrial event, let's say, because I think, as most people are aware at this point, the 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 official narrative seems to be now that what these villagers were encountering was actually gold my mi- illegal gold miners backed by the cartels who were in possession of advanced jet pack technology jet packs that get, that could apparently glide through dense jungle at night silently hover in place silently and also apparently these individuals are bulletproof because the 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 villagers were shooting at them point blank and and um these, these jetpacks, which anyone who's been around, anyone who's, see, who's seen these jetpacks online, even the most advanced ones that, that we have will, will recognize right away that not only do they make a whole lot of noise, but they also project a whole lot of wind. And so the trees would be moving, the, the, all the, but, but put, set all that aside, just the, the idea that you can navigate through the thick canopy of the jungle at night. Wearing a jet pack or even even equipped with those uh those uh drones those human those drones that people stand on and whatever they're called and that that lift them off the ground uh that that you could navigate through the jungle on one of those things is preposterous preposterous as someone who's been in that jungle it's absolutely preposterous so um I'm sure. Most people are well aware of the incident. It happened in the village of San Antonio, which is inhabited by the Iquitu tribe. It's in the district of Alto Nanay, uh, northwest of Iquitos. We're talking about very intense jungle, the Amazon jungle up there. Again, I've, I've been in that jungle very close to this, to this region uh, where this incident took place. Um, it was, it's, it's been on unfolding since mid July at least until the first week of August. I don't know if it's ongoing at this point, but the incident began when a 15-year-old girl was als- allegedly abducted by by strange entities in the jungle. Uh, she was able to break free from them. She ran back to the village. Uh, she sustained lacerations to her neck during the alter- altercation with these entities. And when the villagers found her, she was in a state of of she was in a state of shock and you can see that in, in, in some videos online. You have to go to the, most of them are blurred, but you have to go to the actual uh, videos from Peru, the news stories to actually see this young girl's face, the lacerations. And you can, you can see that she is clearly in a state of shock. Like she cannot respond in some of these uh, videos. So the villagers uh, believed initially, I, I would presume that they believed initially that, that, that she was being kidnapped or there was an attempted kidnap by human perpetrators. I don't think they thought it was extraterrestrials. And so they grabbed their guns. Yes, they have rifles and shotguns. They hunt in the jungle with these things. And they started looking for these perpetrators. And ultimately what they found was not human perpetrators, but in their words, extraterrestrials. And they likened them to the face peelers, which we can talk about. Um, and they said that these entities were seven feet tall, that they were arrayed in silver armored bodysuits. And by the way, um, the, 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 the leader of the Ikitu tribe in that particular village, he's the one who's, who you see being interviewed most of the time in those videos. He doesn't say that they looked like the green goblin from Spider-Man. He's not saying that these were like green goblin, like entities floating around on like flying, you know platforms that's not what he's saying when he references the green goblin from spider-man what he's talking about is the way that they're dressed they they have these suits with armoring on them and he says in some cases they have masks and so that's what he means they're not green they're not floating around on on uh on platforms um and actually what he describes is that these entities have these shoes that have discs on the bottom that project a red light That enables them to float through the jungle a meter off the ground and they can also send up into the air. And, and apparently they're bulletproof. He said, this this guy test, testifies, I shot these things at least twice. Like I shot it, you know, point blank twice. Uh, And he said it it didn't have any effect on it, that the entities would, would either disappear or they would, they would uh, just ascend into the air. Um, and so this obviously, Militates against this narrative that these are (laughs) that these are miners with jetpacks, because even if you're willing to believe (laughs) that Peruvian gold miners are in possession of of half a million dollar uh, advanced jetpacks that can glide silently through the jungle and that can do so at night. The notion that they're bulletproof is just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, y- even if you're wearing, um, even if you're wearing bulletproof vests, these guys are shooting at you with shotguns. They'd at least knock you, you down. Ass- I would agree. You yeah. would assume that it would at least knock you down. There would at mm-hmm. least be some blood. There would at least be some, some guys, you know, with their jet packs, as they 're maneuvering in the trees above the village that they would you know get shot at and 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 kind of get scrambled for a minute and and hit the branches and fall to the ground right something and by the way, these villagers are running through the village with flashlights they're 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 in a state of abject terror okay The women and the children are huddled in the middle of the village they're huddled there with the babies while the men with the babies and children while the men are are patrolling the, the the perimeter of the village, running around with, with guns and with flashlights. And in some of these videos, I'm going to contend, and I have done so repeatedly on several interviews, I'm going to contend that these guys, as they're flashing their flashlights into the trees, that they are actually putting that light on the face of tall gray aliens, because I can see them. Now, you can argue that it's CGI. You can argue that it's uh you can you can argue that it's a Peruvian gold miners wearing masks hovering behind the trees on jetpacks you can make that you you can you can make that contention that's unbelievable but what, I, but what i see what i see are large gray aliens with black almond shaped eyes who are clearly who are clearly uh moving their heads slightly from side to side up and down the 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 flashlight the beam of the light is gl- is there's eye shine. It's, it's gleaming off of their black eyes. And, and there's more than one there. There appears to be two in this particular video. And, and they look exactly like the videos that came out of the Vegas incident that we talked about on your show. Exactly. Um, the, 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 the and I'm, and I'm referencing specifically not the stupid CGI ones. I'm refer- referencing specifically a particular video in which somebody blew up. The footage from that camera crew from that news station in Vegas before they cut, before they cut the cameras when they're going in the backyard, you can see behind the forklift. Somebody said it's not a forklift, whatever it is, let's just call it a forklift. Behind that forklift, there is looks like a seven foot tall gray alien being. The exact same face that you see in the trees, exact same thing that you see in the in the trees in Peru when the when the villagers are shining their flashlight. That same creature, not 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 maybe the same individual, but let's say the same race of beings. That's what you see in Peru. That's exactly what you see. So are both of those things CGI? Is this some psyop? I don't know. I'm just telling you what the villagers are saying and what I see in the footage. Now, people are going to say, oh, it's just a green blob of light. It's not just a green blob of light. You can see a gray alien. And if you look closely, you can see it. And I think it's undeniable because it moves its face to the side and you see one you see one large black eyeball looking to the side, then it looks forward and you can see the two large black eyeballs and it looks down and you can see right. you know the top of its head, so something is there it's not a green blob, so either that's authentic footage of a gray alien of a seven foot tall gray alien or or an insectolin or it's cGI it's one of those two things it's Tell not the audience what CGI blob. is. Uh, It's a computer-generated image. So in other words, somebody took the footage and they added that in. But... I highly doubt that it's CGI. I really doubt the thing in Vegas, and this is CGI. Now, there was some CGI bullcrap that started to surface around the Vegas thing. It was obviously CGI of some creature that was captured on a, a uh, on somebody's okay. security camera. That was garbage. Okay, and then there's a there's a video of like gray aliens behind the fence from that same footage of that camera crew. I don't yeah, know yeah. about that. Some people say that's authentic. I don't know. I can't tell. Um but what I see ducking behind that forklift looks looks very real to me. And again, it looks exactly the same as what these villages are encountering in, in, in the district of Autodanay yeah. in the Amazon. Well, what we have,
0: Tim, we're almost out of time, I just want to say this though. What we have here are competing narratives, which is where we started the interview. And and there's no question we have competing narratives. And that's why I wanted to bring you on to set the record straight here as best as we understand it. Um, It looks like we're coming to a nexus, and I'd like to have you back on to talk about where you think this is headed next, because Absolutely. I think we're reaching a crescendo. There's no question in my mind that that's yeah. happening. We are, So I'm going to have you back on sooner rather than later to talk about that. But in the minute we have left, can you tell people how they can follow your good work?
1: Uh You can follow me on social media, YouTube, Timothy Albrino, Instagram, Twitter. Timothy Albrino. I have a website, timothyalbrino.com. You can follow my, sign up for my, uh, uh, mailing list. And you can get my book. By the way, for all those wondering about my theological perspective, um, you can find it in my book, Birthright. I write extensively about, uh, what, what I think is going on. And and how I think all of this fits into a biblical paradigm. So if you're wondering about that, because a lot of people are asking me all the time, oh, know, why aren't you talking about this? Why aren't you talking about you know, what's really going on? It's well, I spent a lot, a lot I spent a lot of time writing about it and I published a book. So there it is. It's there in the book, Birthright. I don't mind that the people ask questions,
0: but some people become so dogmatic about things that are in pardon the pun, a gray area that uh if you don't conform with their preconceptions, which aren't even biblical, then they cast you as being anti-Christian. And that really, right. that, that kind of narrow-minded thinking just it's irritates ridiculous. the hell out of me. But we need to to go to that audience, too, because hopefully we can broaden their perspective. Yes, Tim, I always fascinating. And I, I want to thank you for kind of bringing this up to date, because at least you've identified the competing agendas here. I think that's what we accomplished here today. But I want to have you back here to talk about in your estimation, where this is going, and I'll give Congress credit. I don't think they're very sophisticated in what they're doing, but doggone it, at least they're looking at it.
1: Uh, yes, I would say that uh, I would commend these guys, uh, at I the very say- least for taking a crowbar to this thing and trying to pry the lid off. Now, are they going to get the lid off? <laughs> are they going to see the craft? Are they going to put their hands on the, on the technology? I, I highly doubt it, but. Kudos for, for taking a crowbar to this thing.
0: Yeah, they got 80 years of resistance to overcome. Anyway, Tim.